0: My name is Michael Markarian, and my family business is a packaging company that serves top brands all over the world. There's no debate that some packaging is harming nature and polluting our cities, and something needs to change. My goal is to show you that sustainable options exist, and how you can implement them right now. This is the Sustainable Packaging Show. And we're back on the Sustainable Packaging Show. Thank you for listening. I'm here with the man Luke. Luke, what do you got to say to our wonderful audience? As we come back after a little hiatus, what do we what are we saying? What do we want to open with here?
1: Yeah, you know, it's been a brief minute since the last time we made an appearance in front of the camera. It's good to be back and we're ready to, you know, get this back going and, and drop some knowledge bombs, talk sustainability and and go over a whole bunch of different topics.
0: I love that. Knowledge bombs. That's your new <laughs> that's your new your new thing. So when we talk about the knowledge bombs. I might have to get used to using that term, but I think it's I think it's pretty good. So when we talk about knowledge bombs, what we want to focus on today, there's a lot happening in the world around government uh, and laws as it relates to sustainable packaging all over the world. And we want to talk about the pros and cons of that. It's something that is either probably on its way wherever you live, or it's already here, or it's in the laws, and the laws haven't gone into effect yet, but it's something that we need to be thinking about and talking about, and I think it can be a push in the right direction, but as people that want to genuinely solve these problems around sustainable packaging, we're going to talk about what I call checking the box and how I hope that we don't move to a model where people aren't really pursuing their passion as it relates to sustainable packaging, but rather just checking the box. So that's going to be the main Topic of the day, but I wanted to also talk about the mission of the podcast that I wrote. Let's see if you can read my handwriting. So, here's our mission. This is at least the mission through the end of the year. It's probably always going to be the mission of the show, but you know, we run Contempo Specialty Packaging for those of you who know us, and we've gotten very busy over the last uh, couple of years, which is a great thing. And we do this podcast to try to not just sell packaging, but also be part of the greater and the bigger uh, solution because there's a lot of work that needs to be done in this area. So. Um, we had a schedule at the beginning of the year to show you sustainable cannabis innovations and in the state of sustainable packaging, and um, and we're going to get back to it here. It's just been a like everyone else. It's like oh, we're so busy, we're so busy that sometimes feels like an excuse. But I think we really we really were very busy and really uh, want to prioritize the podcast now. So we're back here for you guys, and um, and thanks for tuning in again. So Luke,
1: what are your thoughts on this idea of actually? Here we go. Hit him Back with the on mission track. statement. Hit him with the mission. Yeah. So the mission that Mike, you know, came up with and that I feel we both really share is, you know, bringing everybody up to speed so we can have, you know, thoughtful conversations surrounding, you know, sustainable packaging, you know, these different regulations that are being implemented across the world and, you know, really just being able to speak to it outside of just, you know, Mike and I talking about it.
0: Absolutely. And, and the key word for me here, I was thinking about this more and more, is thoughtful. we got to be thoughtful around these things because anyone who knows sustainability, especially sustainable packaging, but sustainability in general, it's not black and white. There's a lot to it. And you sort of have to have a level of thoughtfulness in order to come up with solutions that are actually sustainable. And that's a great segue into the topic of today's show. So, we're going to get into the Canadian regulations, the regulations in Canada. And I hope I didn't just throw off the audio. Good to go, boys. A little rusty. It's been a few uh, few months since we've been in the set. So let's talk a little bit about uh, the Canadian regulations, and then we'll talk about this larger uh, context or conversation around government intervention, government uh, participation, and how it has a positive of pushing things forward faster but how we don't want people to just sort of check the box and do the minimum. So uh, do you want to got dive into the Canadian regs, or do you think it would be better to talk about this topic, and then we can
1: jump into the regs after? Yeah, I mean, you know, speaking on the, the specific regulations, what Canada is is starting to do is, you know, ban particularly problematic single-use plastic items currently. So things like checkout bags, you know, straws. I think coffee stirrers or, or drink stirrers was another another product category that they were focusing on. You know, those things that are, are just one and done. And as we continue down the line, things like incorporating recycled content into products is going to be more and more prevalent, you know, outside of the places that are already beginning to lay down these implementations or or regulations. So um, it's a, it's a wide-ranging topic. And, you know, just focusing on Canada could be a great overall podcast. But I think, you know, just... Speaking on the topic of, you know, checking the box versus, you know, really caring about what you're putting into your packaging is, you know, equally as important. Let's
0: let's dive into that because that's good general Canadian. We'll we'll drop the regs in the show notes. There's things happening in the EU. There's things happening in individual states. There's things happening in the cannabis industry where Contemple Specialty Packaging is a leader and where we spend a great deal of our time. In the state of New York, there's specific cannabis packaging uh, regulations being drawn up around sustainability. So, there's a lot happening. Each law is a little bit different, but let's talk about sort of the the big picture here. So, checking the box versus pursuing your passion. Let's sort of break down each of these. So, I'm going to give my uh, definition of checking the box, then you give yours, and then I'll give my definition of pursuing your passion, and then we can sort of tie it all together. So, to me, checking the box sort of means um, not fully thinking about what is the most sustainable option, not fully coming to your own conclusions about what is best for the planet, but rather just doing what the law says, just like you would follow any other law. Um, And I'm not necessarily saying that's a bad thing. I I think these laws have a certain amount of of an ability to move things in in a direction faster. Um, but that, to me, is what checking the box is. Would you agree, or would you add anything to that definition?
1: No, I mean, I would, I would definitely agree with, with your definition of, you know, what checking the box is. Um, you know, additionally, these these specific regulations of, you know, only requiring, say, 25% recycled content, I see that's a kind of a common number uh, out there in, in the world. Um, it's almost giving people an out to still use plastic packaging um, rather than seeking a a better solution outside of plastic. You Mm -hmm. know, it's only going to continue to grow to higher recycled content percentages until you reach that point where are we still going to stick with 100% recycled plastic or are we going to kick that to the curb?
0: Uh, Exactly. And it's sort of like, I, I don't, I don't frown on that 25% because it is progress. And we talk a lot about on the show progress, not perfection, but that's still living in a model of plastics and recycled plastics. And and is that really the direction that we want to move in? I'm not even saying yes or no. I, I remember when I first started in uh, really my ventures into sustainability was around when we started Contempo Specialty Packaging. So for you, for those of you who don't know the story, Contempo is my family business in the fashion and jewelry business for over 40 years, and we created the cannabis business in 2017 uh, to create beautiful packaging for the cannabis industry. And we created child-resistant packaging, and we figured out how to do that, and we developed a new product line and all that stuff. So that's our history. Right when we started Contempo Specialty Packaging, one of the first conversations I had with someone in the industry, he said, sustainability is where it's at. That's the future. And I always remember this conversation with this uh, with this gentleman, And um, long story short, I started bringing in consultants and experts in sustainability to teach what is the most sustainable package. And they all would say things like, it's all about recycled content. And I would say, like, recycled content? Yeah, it's all about recycling. It's actually the most sustainable option is recycling. So I said, "This, this doesn't sound right to me. But I've grown to to have more of this opinion that there's many paths to sustainability. And until we have a viable solution to single-use plastics, the recycled content model, I think, has merit. If you don't use recycled content, then all of recycling is a big charade, right? The whole idea of throwing things in the blue bin, if there's nothing to then turn those into new products, i.e. using recycled content, then literally that's a complete charade. So... I guess the industry is kind of in this, uh, this point where we're trying to pick the right path. And to me, I'm not necessarily saying, you know, I try not to shoot down any path. I try to see the good in the path and, and, but that's very much this idea of checking the box. If some, uh, regulator to the best of their ability decides that that is the path you must do blank, then you're sort of taking the, uh, the ability for each person to, pursue their passion, which is the second part of it, and really think about what is sustainable. And they might sort of just shut their mind off and say, you know what, I have to do this because I have to do this, and here we go, I've checked the box, as opposed to really thinking about these problems and challenges around climate and environment and potentially turning that into a business opportunity, which is something we talk about. If you really do a great job of this, then it can actually grow your business. So um, thoughts on that, or do you want to elaborate on that? I just gave a little monologue but i think that was that was uh pretty well said to to what i believe
1: yeah and i mean my comments previous weren't attacking plastic by any means i think it's you hate plastic <laughs> we all know it <laughs> yeah i mean it's nothing wrong with that i mean no i mean in plastic it's kind of you have to use it right now a lot of the the child resistant closures in in the cannabis industry they they require plastic in many cases there there are metal options we have metal options that have zero plastic but then the topic of will my product stay fresh in these things
0: right freshness and it's sort of sometimes the plastic is the is the way to go about keeping things right i mean you have glass and certain tin products can keep things fresh but there's always considerations what i always say luke is what's the alternative what's the alternative there's a lot of people that will say you know, plastic is horrible, this is terrible, this is terrible. Okay, show me a viable alternative, and then we can have the conversation
1: versus just shooting something down. Yeah, I mean, you can make the case for an industrial compostable product over plastic, but then you realize there may not be as many commercial composting facilities out there for the end user to dispose of properly. So then that actually can become worse than utilizing a plastic product. And a home compostable plastic... Does everybody practice backyard composting? Probably not, definitely not. Yeah, so it's you got to weigh out the different options that are out there and I think that is where the pursuing your passion comes in cuz you're really actively thinking about is this package truly, you know, sustainable and what does sustainable mean to you?
0: Right, at least if it's a plastic product, you could then recycle it in the magic blue bin as I say, but it's not a magic blue bin you put it in the blue bin and then it can live another life. So there is a path for that versus if you go with some of the compostable plastics then, or bioresins as some people call them, then if the consumer's not equipped to handle it, you literally don't, don't really have an end of life. I mean, you could say there's less in the beginning of life. There's, there's not petroleum plastics or less petroleum plastics. We've talked about a lot of these bioresins have some petroleum in them, believe that, believe it or not. So, so that's checking the box. Now, Let's talk about the other side of it, pursuing your passion, which I think is what we are really excited about doing. And we're sort of like doing a little bit of both. We, we're we beginning to get involved with more of these regulators who are setting uh, regulations in place. That's what regulators do, right? They set regulations. Who are setting these in place and trying to get them to be thoughtful about it, make sure it's actionable and that it's possible for the operators. And And by and large, there's some very smart people that are being thoughtful and, and, are, and are more in touch and are reaching out to people like like Luke and I who do this for a living um, to make things that are actionable, that are feasible, and that are actually good for the planet um, so that it's not the check-the-box mentality, but, but at least gives the opportunity to pursue your passion. So speaking of pursuing your passion, let's take a quick commercial break. and um, But it's not a real commercial break. We're going to talk about our ocean-bound plastic concentrate jars. So here's an example of a product uh, by Contempo Specialty Packaging. We set out to make the most sustainable uh, concentrate jar in the market. Concentrate's uh, growing based on the state, but uh, growing largely in this industry behind a number of categories, but definitely sizable and growing. So we have our glass concentrate jar. can be opaque or can be clear, can be any color. And then the caps are made with uh, 55% ocean-bound plastic, which is I think the highest rate of any cannabis packaging company. And um, look, this was sort of your uh, your brainchild, or your you you were at least the PM that brought it to life from an idea to uh, to reality. So, talk to me about why is this not a hundred percent ocean? Because some of Contempo's other products are a hundred percent ocean bound plastic. Why is this guy at fifty five percent?
1: Yeah, so this guy's at fifty five percent. Just you, this
0: guy. We've given him a, a gender <laughs> and a personality.
1: So this cap. You know, with the concentrate and in order to stay child resistant, the cap has to, you know, have that push and turn functionality by using fully 100 percent recycled plastic. We noticed that, you know, it had the the capabilities or I guess the characteristics to start to chip off because, you know, as you gain recycled content or as you recycle plastics more, they do lose the original quality characteristics that they had. So we ended up finding kind of the good percentage to work with, um, where there's no flakes that will end up in your concentrates, um, and you're still able to, you know, also check the box of, you know, a lot of these regulations. Like I said, the 25% number is pretty common, um, but you can also go beyond that 25%.
0: Absolutely. Very well said. So check out the Contample Concentrate Container. Email wow, at Contempo, C-O-N-T-E-M-P-O, packaging.com. All right. So uh, we talked about checking the box. Now let's talk about pursuing your passion. So Luke, why don't you drop a knowledge bomb, as you would say. So I'm going to let you go first on this one. What does this mean to you, pursuing your passion? Uh, tell us what you think.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're going to have those people that – like we were saying, that just want to meet that initial regulation. They want to stay in business, still be able to sell their products while also meeting the government regulation that's laid down. Alternatively, there are those people, you know, I'd like to say Mike and I are, are two of those people that like to actively think about the, the full life cycle, I guess, of the package itself. So not just the material that it's made out of, but the end-of-life situation that it will end up in after the consumer is done using their product. And you know, really, truly thinking about the whole circle of your product—they um,
0: call that LCA, by the way. Life cycle assessment is is something to Google and, and research and look into. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, no, throw no, that's that term a out there.
1: Very valuable point, right there. So, yeah, like Mike just said, the life cycle of the product, um, and you know, it all comes down to, I guess, the people that are making those decisions in the company um, if they really care about making a bigger impact than just setting that initial we met the 25% we're good to go but also thinking about hey our consumers may be looking for something that's a little bit more eco-conscious a little bit more environmentally friendly um maybe they want something that's compostable um it's really thinking through all of your options rather than just blindly saying like yeah let's just go 25% and we'll we'll get that done
0: yeah to me it's it's You could say pursuing your passion or like pursuing the opportunity. Maybe we should almost change that. It's like sustainable packaging is an opportunity. It's the consumer. What is business after all? Consumers want something. You deliver it. That will never change. Certain things will never change in this world, I promise you. Consumers want something. You deliver it. You have a business. If you fail to do that, you don't have a business. So consumers want sustainable packaging. There's immense amounts of data talking about that, number one. And number two, you know it personally. I know it. Like, Ed knows it. You don't want to buy pack, uh, products that are packaged in excessive plastic. Sometimes you do today because those are the only products that are available for sale, right? If you want, you know, organic sweet potatoes and the only organic sweet potatoes are in plastic, you you, you might be like, oh, I'll, I'll buy squash, but most likely you're still going to buy it. But And I think that might be why the brands that are going sustainable haven't seen a measurable increase because we're still in this sort of transit transitionary period. But I do believe that the brands that go sustainable, there's a business opportunity to be one and it's not going to be by checking the box. So I always sort of, as I thought about this, cause I've been thinking about this for a while. Um, I always thought about, I was sort of against checking the box. I was saying this should be about pursuing your passion. This should be about the brands that get it and that choose sustainable packaging options that are thoughtful, that keyword in our mission, thoughtful about it. Consumers will appreciate it and they will choose those brands. And over time, those brands will win. They'll rise to the top because consumers really care about this. There's no debating it. And that was like my thought. But as things have gone slower than I think everyone expected or, or wanted, I do see value in some of these regulations accelerating the rate at which we do this stuff. But I do talk about... Uh regularly the risk that we just get in the the check-the-box mentality. So to me, pursuing your passion is thinking through what is the most sustainable, doing the research, understanding the beginning of life, understanding the manufacturing, understanding the end of life, coming to a conclusion yourself over what's the most sustainable, sharing that message with the consumer about what you've done, the effort. It goes into the ethos of your brand. Hey, these are people who care enough about the planet that they've gone to this degree to think this through. They're not taking the easy way out because they care. I believe that is almost a sure thing that that will have positive ramifications on brands as environmental concerns continue to grow. One more point. The the urgency of this stuff, there's people losing sleep. There's people that are in depressions, especially some people in younger generations, over their fears about the climate. They're, they're, it's, it's not a joke. There, there's so... As a business, even just from a business, by choosing the sustainable option, you're going to be connecting with a larger and larger segment of the population as as time progresses. So that's the idea of pursuing the passion. I think a lot of that comes into the business case that it's like not only uh, by doing the right thing by the planet and by doing what you believe to be the right thing. I think there's a great there's a great gains to be made financially, not just environmentally.
1: Yeah, and I I can speak to that a little bit. Um, I think. With my generation, and I think I've spoke on this in a past podcast before my generation has been seeing these environmental issues since really since we were born on on the news. Pretty much every day, there's a new terrible (laughs) like a new terrible event that's happening. We're becoming more educated on it. Um, A lot of colleges and, and high schools even are now educating students. Just in the basic requirements of education, learning about environmental issues, becoming more aware of it. And today, I think, well, not I think, I know that my generation is definitely more apt to purchase a product if it's packaged sustainably, if it's made sustainably, if the company has good, you know, environmental values behind them. Um, Just an example from this past weekend, I bought a t shirt from Patagonia that was made out of 4.8 recycled bottles, uh, plastic bottles, which was a very good case for me to purchase it over another t-shirt that I saw at a, a random store down the street. Right. Um, and I did purchase that shirt. Not the bad one, the one made out of the recycled bottles.
0: <laughs> I would judge you seriously if you bought the normal one. <laughs> How many bottles was that?
1: No, I'm just messing with you.
0: So um, uh, yeah, it's frankly, it's the truth and that's where this generation is going. And to me, our impact and um, I'm writing more and more about this. I'm going to start to release some different, Written content as well. But I think this is really important that the impact we can make, Luke, and to our audience, people who care about sustainable packaging, is not only on the environment, but we can show some positive progress and almost have, like, um, I don't want to overstate the term, but like uh, peace emotionally for people to see that something's happening. One of my uh, issues with a lot of people in sustainability circles. I hope I don't lose part of my audience here, but I think everyone will understand what I'm saying by this is there's a lot talked about the problem and sometimes the solutions are lackluster or the solutions don't really get to the heart of the problem. And I think that's when, that's when you start to panic and that's when you start to get stressed. It's I have a problem and the solution really is not getting me where I need to be. So that problem is going to grow bigger and bigger and Um, I think that by really being thoughtful about this stuff, you know, maybe checking the box, it sounds good. It's a step in the right direction, but is it enough? And maybe it's not going to—maybe by by doing that, we're going to have people still panicking as opposed to if we let the market sort of play out itself and that consumers start to choose brands that are using sustainable packaging and those brands grow— and those brands are naturally going to be more apt to choose sustainable packaging and be thoughtful about it and spend time and money and energy. The truth is, brands just say it's not worth it. That's really it's not worth my money, and it's not worth my time to figure it out. I have bigger fish to fry. That that's that is the reality, whether you guys wanna, you know, notice it or not. So um, so those are sort of my points. Checking the box versus pursuing your passion. We're not for or against either of them. Again, this is a thoughtful conversation. I want you to think about this. Perhaps if you're a regulator, think about this. How do you put laws into place that also leave room for people to pursue their passions? How do you take where your heart's at, which is I want to accelerate this change, but understand this other side of it too, that we don't want to turn people into robots. We want to unleash people's brains. What I believe in is we're smart enough to figure out these problems, period, all of them. We can figure it out collectively, but we we got to use our brains and use our, our talents and use our abilities. And if we get in this check the box mentality, then who knows what's going to happen because we might not be solving the, the problems at their core. Luke, any
1: closing thoughts here? No. I mean, I think we've covered a ton of stuff in, in this episode right now, but I would encourage anybody watching this video right now to comment below and really give us your thoughts on checking the box versus pursuing your passion. Would you just initially shoot for that 25% just to meet those regulations? And if you would, why? But if you wanted to pursue your passion, what would be your first step in achieving that?
0: Or maybe what's holding you back as well. I love the call to action to make it actionable. We want to interact with you guys. What's maybe holding you back from pursuing your passion? Is it lack of knowledge, lack of time, lack of capital? And uh, that could be a great source of future topics. Well, it's great to be back on the set. It's a little toasty in here. The A.C. goes off when uh, the cameras go on, so I think it's time to call this one a wrap. Thank you very much for watching The Sustainable Packaging Show. We'll see you again soon. That's right. We are back. We're back. Thanks for listening to The Sustainable Packaging Show. The time for greenwashing is over. If you're looking for sustainable packaging in the cannabis industry... Email wow at compecopackaging.com. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.